You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, saddle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Oh, baby. If you are a basketball fan, welcome to your weekend. Pelicans fans, you know what tonight is. L.A. Is it their last stand? We'll address that in the opening segment. And the next, Jake Madison will join us. Bottom of the hour, Larry Holder. We'll talk some Saints news here as well. Final four weekend. You'll hear from all four coaches in the opening segment. But it is the weekend. It's gorgeous. No clouds. The weather is beautiful. Humidity is low. Let's do it. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody looking forward to the weekend. Weekend Friday, Friday. Getting down on Friday. Everybody looking forward to It is Friday indeed. That is Rebecca Black. That is now officially welcoming you to the midway point of your weekend. I'm going to call it team coverage today because like any winning team, you have to have people that step up and help you out. And we're going to have team coverage today. I got you from 12 to 1. Then I got to go do a little appointment, a little medical appointment with the wife. Got to be next to her today. So then Daniel Salerson's going to come to you from the Pelicans facility. So first the Cattengale Hacienda. Then Daniel Salerson's got you for an hour. You'll go out to L.A., speak to somebody that covers the Lakers team. Jim Eichenhofer will stop by as well. Maybe the grab. I don't know what he's got lined up. No, I actually do. You want to tune in. He will absolutely focus on that. Andy Dalton spoke yesterday, New Saints quarterback, looking forward to ousting Jameis Winston. No, I'm kidding. That's not what he said. But you will hear what he said in that opening segment in hour number two. And then we'll toss it over to LaRose. In the LaRose Studios with Casey Gisclair, we'll take a nap after his show, and then we'll host two to three, so we can give you three full coverage, uh, hours of coverage. Mike Triplett will join him in 205, Marlon Fayright 215, I believe Travis is going to call, I don't know if he's happy, I don't know if he's sad, I don't know really his state or mind of condition, if you don't know who I'm talking about, Travis has been a long time, uh, Member of the show, whether it's a listener, he's filled in for me as well, but you probably know him because he is part of the PR department for LeBron James and whatever team he's with currently. So I just want to know how he is. How is he feeling on a day where it has absolutely been built up to be the last stand for the Pelicans? Like, I'm not doing it. I mean, obviously I can tell you reasons and, and explain certain things for you. But I, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 the national storyline as they show LeBron going down in slow motion, stepping on Jackson Hayes' foot back from Sunday. Didn't play yesterday, and yes, the Lakers lost again at Utah. We'll go over the standings here, but here's Tim Legler on ESPN. For me, we're going to know basically everything we need to know about the Lakers season by the time you go to bed on Sunday night because these next two games are absolutely critical because New Orleans and Denver – aren't resting anybody right now. The Lakers have got to at minimum split, but I think they've got to get both. 
They do, which leads me to what my question of the day is today. <laughs> what are you expecting tonight? Seriously, what are you expecting tonight? Like, are you expecting a Pelicans win, a Lakers win? Just normal like that. Or are you kind of on my, my side of the fence already? I, I'm expecting C.J. McCollum to be ejected by the second quarter right? for staring, for staring or dribbling too fast or, you know, after a lay-in, his shoulder bumps LeBron. Like, they're tossing him. B.I. will have three fouls in the first quarter. Um, I, I've actually predicted something like this in the past when AD came back. Because, again, LeBron and AD are both, quote, hopeful of returning today. They're playing. They're absolutely playing. That's not official. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm almost positive they're going to play. And the last time that they played in a situation where AD hadn't played, what did I say? Or it was a game where no way the Lakers were going to lose. I said Anthony Davis is going to draw a foul in the first 60 seconds, and I think it happened with 59 seconds. In the first 59 seconds, it did. Even Jordan was astonished at my Nostradamus-like prediction. I'm going to go 90 seconds today. They're absolutely going to, if he plays, they're going to give him the touch from the get-go. From the get-go, right? And then he's going to get a foul call. I mean, it's going to happen. There's, I, I, there's no, I can't see that it's not happening. I'm not trying to be Mr. Conspiracy Guy, or am I? The Lakers have only a handful of games left. Do you really think the league, once all the intrigue and done done by, like Tim Legler said, Sunday night? <laughs> got to stretch this out now. Come on, we got to stretch this out. We got another two weeks to go. We got this week coming up to the following week. It ends at Sunday, right? I mean, we, we need to make this intriguing. We got. The two games against New Orleans and Denver today and Sunday, if it's done there, well, then you're not going to have them watch against Phoenix. That's an NBA TV. Thursday, April 7th is Golden State on TNT. There's no way they're done by then, huh? Friday on a back-to-back OKC and Sunday. I mean, I'm just saying, hey, I can envision the league wanting that Sunday game to determine if their chances are. They may be done by then, but... I don't know. Look, part of me is having fun with this, but part of me has seen the last several games with the Pelicans, and I've seen literally Trey Murphy get teched up, teed up, get a tech for staring. We've seen players get tossed. Herb Jones. I mean, we've seen CJ McCollum get a tee. Brandon Ingram. I I just, I, so I, I'm just, I'm going to approach the game like this survive till halftime. That first quarter, I mean, look, a layup will be celebrated like it's the greatest layup of all time. LeBron will dunk in the first minute or two. I mean, the place is going to go. They know. I mean, literally, their postseason hopes are on on the line. It's going to just survive. Survive. <laughs> like, don't be down 30 at halftime. Now, the Pels have actually had a really good road record. Jim Eikenhofer is going to join Daniel at 115, just tweeted this about an hour ago. Eight and three Pelicans on the road since February 1st. That's tied for the third best record in the NBA over the past two months. So, again, they're playing better basketball. They deserve to be in this spot. It's going to be an interesting test for me because they didn't play well against Portland, but they found a way to win. This is yet another playoff level type game, just like it was on Sunday. The Lakers said it felt like a playoff game. 
The Pels said it felt like a playoff game. This is valuable. Win or lose tonight, I think the Pels are, you know, gonna gonna learn from this and what it's like to to face a team that they they have to have these wins. I mean, they they cannot do it, especially if they bring those guys back. If AD is coming back and hadn't shut him down this season, they're only doing it for one reason: to get in, to get in. They're not bringing him back uh, if they don't think that they can get into the postseason. So we'll see um, how AD plays and LeBron plays. Again, they're hopeful. They haven't said it officially just yet. Remember, they're two hours behind us, so we probably won't. We'll get the game time decision thing. They're going to play a little gamesmanship. I don't know. Maybe during the show. You know, maybe Daniel, maybe Casey will break the news that they are indeed going to play. We will see. But for the Pels, you've got the Clippers on Sunday the Kings on Tuesday, and you come back, it's Portland Thursday here at home. You're at Memphis on the 9th, and then that's a Saturday, and then you come back on a Sunday, back-to-back, Golden State. That's it. That is your regular season. That is it. So you look at the standings. I like them. You got uh, a nice little lead. Obviously, some tiebreakers that you have against the Lakers. Spurs right now in 10th, same record as the Lakers. But the Pels are two games up on both the Spurs and the Lakers. So, again, you're in L.A. for the weekend. One team's the Lakers, one team's the Clippers, which are playing a lot better basketball now that Paul George is back. Split it. Split it. I'd be happy. Split there. Go take care of your business against the Kings. Come back with a 3-1 road trip. I, I am ecstatic. I am ecstatic. I said this before they left. You go 3-1 and one on this road trip, I think you're in. Like, I think that game against Portland Thursday, you win that at home, which you should, in front of your fans. I think we're, I think at the end of the game, the graph is going to have to come up with something about they're in the play-in or something. I, that's just me. But tonight's going to be interesting. So I'm interested to know what you think. You gotta see tonight, um, from this team, from this game. I mean, do you, do you think it's gonna be a, an, an officials or referee clinic on bias officiating? Or do you think it's going to be just, look, two good games? Do you think it's gonna be a nail biter right now? Um, that is on ESPN Radio Nola. Pelicans win 47%. Refs take over 36.8%. A nail biter, 10.5%. The Lakers win just 5.3. So essentially, Pels fans are saying it's going to be a win or they're going to make sure that we don't win. It, they have no faith in the Lakers, even though AD likely will play along with LeBron. And um, who knows? I, I'm with you. I don't know if it'll be a nail-biter. I think it's going to go one way or the other. I, I think decidedly. I honestly believe so. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, 800-998-1003 is the number throughout the rest of the show here as well. Again, thanks to Casey and also thanks to Daniel for stepping up in hours two and three. But you got me all the way to one o'clock and the final four is here. I can't wait to get into the Dome tomorrow. I'm excited. I'm excited. Game one and that is Villanova in Kansas. Here's Jay Wright on facing the Jayhawks. One of the things um, about Kansas that concerns us is, you know, if, if you look at Brown, uh, Abaji, um, those guys, and, and even Harris, they, they play with length and size. And they always have a light footer, McCormick, around the basket. We're going to have to be creative in finding ways to get our guards down there. If we can, it's going to be good for us. If we can't, we, we have to have other answers. All right. 
And when it also comes to the Kansas side of things, here's Bill Self on Nova. They're unbelievably sound. They're fundamental. They, they, they don't turn it over. You have to beat them. They don't beat themselves. And in our, in our sport, there's probably more games lost than there are games actually won. Uh, and they're not going to help you beat them. So, uh, that would be something I, I that would be, that would be a, uh, a great compliment if anybody ever said that about my teams. They probably don't, but if they did, that, that I, w- I would take that as a compliment. Self and it's Jayhawks, a one seed, Villanova a two seed. The line right now, four point Jayhawk favorite, the over under 134. And then at 749, both of these games, by the way, on TBS, if you can't get into the dome, it's TBS that will air both of these games tomorrow. North Carolina and Duke. The Blue Devils a two seed. The Tar Heels an eight seed. Duke, four point favorite. The over-unders, 151. Obviously, so much attention on Coach K. The final hurrah. Will this be the end? His reflection on the season? You know, I didn't do this season to have a storybook. I did it because <laughs> I wanted to coach one more year and I wanted to have a good succession plan for our program. And we've won 32 games. And my guys have been terrific. Any emotion that I've shown, it's not been because it's my last season. If you're being emotional for your, it's your last season, you're really a selfish person. Although there are people out there that think I am. In this respect, I am not. I've always taught that shared emotion is the best. And to be able to share that emotion and accomplishment with these, uh, these, these guys have been, uh, it's been really good. And, of course, I've heard this a lot. I've seen it also in social media threads. There are absolutely Tar Heel fans that will be fine if they lose Monday but knock out Coach K tomorrow, which doesn't make any sense to me. I want to win the national championship. But that that, that rivalry, that hatred um, is there, you know. Uh, so here's Herbert Davis on how he's getting his team ready for tomorrow, considering, especially remember the last game of the year was the final game for Coach K and Cameron Indoor, and it did not go well for the Blue Devils. Here's uh, Coach Davis. The rivalry is real. My thought process and my communication to the players has been none of that. And the reason being is that doesn't help us Saturday. Like what helps us Saturday is our preparation, our practice, and how well we play. The historical factor of us for the first time meeting in the final four the rivalry coach k's last year my first year that's insignificant to us i cannot wait to see what that dome is going to be like so college basketball fans joining on the action on the courts it's the biggest tournament of the year DraftKings sportsbook get the app turn your team's victory into your own big win and if you're a new customer they want to hook you up five dollars all you got to bet and bet on the team if they win, you get $200 in free bets if they do. So you win when they win. That's simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers also can bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. There's a little tab up there. Swipe it to the right. It's green. You can't miss it. And when you do, you will see different legs pipe up. Combine multiple bets. Bigger payouts happen. So the more legs you add, the more money you can win. It's safe, secure, reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. There is a promo code I'd like you to use. LaRose, L-A-R-O-S-E. Don't forget, five bucks, they win. $200 in free bets for you as well if you're a new customer. Use the promo code LaRose and away we go. Quick break. When we come back, Jake Madison. 
He will join us. Let's preview tonight's big matchup. It's Lakers. It's Pelicans. We're your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 3-10 to go. You're up 10. Stops have been hard to come by. Keon Johnson to the rack. Missed it. Rebound Jonas. There's a stop. Now can you run the break? Ingram. Chessett deflected to McCollum. Right wing three. Buried it. <sighs> Exhale slightly, partner. Yeah, not 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 a game exhale. Again, just to see the execution. That's that exhale. 113-100, to go. Pels did win 117-107. Ty Graffinini, voice of the Pelicans, and of course, John DeCesar with color there. Jake Madison joins us. Uh, locked on Pels. Look, man, it wasn't pretty, but I think it's a sign of a team that is actually not a bad team and is good because you have to learn to win. You find ways to win. That That's all part of the foundational principle of being a good team, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I, I said as much on Lockdown Pelicans. You know, it wasn't the easiest victory for New Orleans, but over 82 games, they don't all go according to plan. And sometimes you have to just figure out how to get that victory. New Orleans did in that one. They did it a number of ways, right? Mm-hmm. You saw in the second half, Jackson Hayes and Jonas Valanciunas play a really big role with that team, pounding the ball down low, punishing that smaller front court for the Portland Trailblazers. Eubanks, who's their starting center, was only 6'9". 
they had a big advantage there. And it's nice to see them take advantage of those sorts of situations, of realizing we have the right counter for opponents. And so as that game went on and they got the victory and they started to pull away, I started feeling much better about this team than I did in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of the things that I talked about yesterday in that win as well. Look, obviously, C.J. McCollum's impact has been incredible since he's been here. We obviously know the record with and without B.I. Jake, the Pels are in this position where they have a two-game lead on the Spurs and Lakers tonight because of other guys that have stepped up briefly in moments in games that were so big, like the timeliness of a 5-0 run with Larry Nance, a three and a dunk. Same thing with Trey Murphy, a three and a dunk. Alvarado going on a small run. Like the timeliness of those games against the Lakers, against the Bulls in Portland, it's won them games. Yeah, absolutely. You've seen guys step up and just play when in big moments when they need to, right? Mm-hmm. You've seen it with Jose Alvarado's steals, Herb Jones's steals, right? One of the things that's been holding this team back has been defense and been unable to get stops. So getting those guys to step up and to make those plays, or as you mentioned, Larry Nance Jr., right? He's gotten blocks before at big-time moments in games. And you're starting to see the depth on this team elevate just a little bit. They're starting to look a little bit better, a little bit deeper. That's what you're going to need as you get into the postseason, the playing tournament here, and hopefully a little bit further than that. And I think that's a big part of why they're playing as well as they are. The depth is finally starting to shine through. Guys feel comfortable in their roles. You're seeing Trey Murphy not just not necessarily put it all together all at once, but flashes of what his game could be in bits and pieces. All of that's leading to the Pelicans kind of rising right now and why they're in nine. LeBron James on Twitter sending people into hysteria. I'm out for the season officially. Hashtag uh, or the emoji of a palm hitting your forehead. See you on the fall. There's a crown in the, the peace emoji. That's clearly an April Fool's joke there, Jake. I'm assuming I hate today. These things aren't even funny. Like, it's so predictable and tired. Just like, whatever, man. Um, Let's see if he's going to play tonight. Anthony Davis is expected to play tonight, too. But just like, come on. I'm tired of these. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Look, we all expect AD to to, to play here as well. Realistically, what can he provide tonight having not played is stamina an issue you think can he do that because obviously this is a different team jake as much as i love to make fun and have fun when they lose this is a different team when both those guys lebron and ad on the court sorry say it again my, my phone cut out there i missed what you had said sure no problem um ad likely to play tonight and obviously when he plays this is a different team. When AD and LeBron are together, they're a good team. While I like to have a little fun and make fun of them when they lose, this is a different team if he's healthy and he's playing. So realistically, what can we expect from him tonight if he plays? Yeah, it's a good question. I'm not really sure. You know, we haven't seen the Pelicans play this Lakers team with both LeBron and Anthony Davis healthy. Anthony Davis hasn't played them at all so far this season. But there's a reason why this Lakers team was predicted to go into the playoffs and potentially be a title contender despite some of the, um, uh, despite some of the, the issues and, uh, stuff surrounding the roster. So this is really going to kind of determine, I think, whether the Pelicans want to play the Lakers in the playing tournament. And they kind of control that destiny to a certain degree of, hey, what is this a team we want to go against because LeBron and Anthony Davis can elevate you, and if the Lakers look like the Lakers we expected at the start of the season with both those guys out there on the court healthy, 
I'm, a, I'm somewhat concerned about that, and I think the Pelicans would rather be playing the San Antonio Spurs. But if he goes out and he's just not nearly as impactful as he normally is, I think that's a situation where the Pelicans are going to feel comfortable with whoever it is that they're playing. But certainly, they need more top-end talent on that Lakers team to take the ball out of Russell Westbrook's hands. Anthony Davis is the guy to do that. But we've also learned a lot about him the past couple of years, right? That he's not truly that number one guy. And if LeBron isn't healthy or doesn't play, is he going to be able to rise to that level? And I'm not so sure. What do you expect tonight? It's funny. I made it an opinion poll. I have Lakers win, Pels win, refs will cook it, (laughs) or nail biter. I mean, there's a lot of people that believe that, you know, obviously, and we've seen it, Jake. I mean, we've seen Trey Murphy get teed up for staring at somebody. We've seen ejections on this team recently. I mean, it, so I, I just tell people, pour something that you like that's favorite. Maybe if you use the ice cubes, Jake, and just make it to halftime, and then we'll see what kind of game we got. Because I, I am expecting a survive the first quarter type of game. Yeah, it, it easily could be. And I think New Orleans understands that this is basically a playoff game for them, and we want to see them really coming out and playing mm-hmm really hard and this is going to be a true test for Willie Green and if he's been able to kind of get these guys ready and get these guys you know mentally up and we've seen them come out with some issues like that before but this team really seems to know what they want to do and this team really seems like they want to continue playing basketball this season so this should be this is gonna be a tough game this is basically do or die for the Lakers season so they're not going to roll over and we saw them get out to that hot start which was unsustainable from that game on Sunday but I think we're going to see the Pelicans really come out and kind of match that energy and really try and take it to this Lakers team, kind of end this and really secure their spot in the playing tournament more or less. So when you look at this and you've mentioned the Spurs or the Lakers, who would you sort of look at it and play here in a play-in situation? I don't know. I, I At least with the Lakers, I know what they have, even with the healthy AD and even with LeBron playing. At least I kind of know and I sort of feel like the Pels – have at least somewhat talent that, that can sort of match that. Even though, like you said, we haven't seen a, a Pels-Laker game where everybody has everybody, right? CJ and B.I. and A.D. and LeBron for them. I just feel like popping them, man. It just get me nervous. What, what, who should I be more nervous for? It's, it's a good question, right? <laughs> you know, it, it's, again, which one? We, LeBron is LeBron, right? You don't like to bet against a guy like that. He's capable of going for 50 on any given night. The same same point, though, I don't want to bet against Greg Popovich. They're 2-1 and one against New Orleans this season, and that's a very scary thought. And it's kind of the reverse of the Lakers situation, where New Orleans hasn't seen the Lakers at full strength yet. The San Antonio Spurs really haven't seen the Pelicans at full strength yet. In that game Saturday, against uh, the loss for New Orleans, there was no Brandon Ingram in that one. Earlier on in the season in the Spurs win, there was no C.J. McCollum because it was pre-trade deadline. I think New Orleans feels they have greater upside against the San Antonio Spurs with this full roster, their full complement of players. And the Lakers, you kind of worry a little bit more of. If they are healthy, could they surprise you? Maybe you haven't seen that yet. So it's kind of the inverse of both situations there. I still think you'd rather take on a team like the San Antonio Spurs LeBron scares me too much. Again, we've seen that he's capable of going for 50. That's enough to win a game in a do-or-die situation. I'd rather take the weaker team. And here's the other thing, too, right? I mean, at, at the end of the day, those guys, we've seen when when, when they're playing at their, their peak, they are among the best in the league. So, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I'll ask you this, though. How much do you believe or buy some of the chatter or anything that we may see Zion in the next week or so? You know, I, I don't know. I'm not going to get too much in there. And <laughs> right. I think that 
I, look, if he plays, he plays. That's great. There's some. He clearly wants to play. The team's trying to take their time with him. I, I'm not going to dive into too much with these rumors. When it comes from Zion or the team, then I'll start to listen, and maybe we get an update. Maybe we don't. The whole thing has been shrouded in mystery all season long. I, I'm just kind of looking at this team, the current guys they have, and try to talk about them and see what they're capable of doing. And anything you get from Zion is just going to be lanyard, even if it's a couple minutes. And if he's healthy to play... I think playing, there's no reason not to if you can go out there and play, even if it's simply is to remind the league of what this guy is capable of doing. Jake, as always, man, appreciate the time that you give us. What do you think happens at the end of the night? It's going to be a good question. It's either going to be a really great night for New Orleans or a really bad night for New Orleans. But I think they're talented enough to get this win, and I think Anthony Davis is going to be rusty coming back, probably staying for LeBron James, too. So we'll see how this one goes. I'm strategically planning my evening to make sure I'm awake and ready to go if the Pels win because I will pour another and just enjoy. I'm just going to type Lakers in the Twitter feed and just scroll, which has been a, a fun little hobby of mine after they lose, Jake. I'm not going to lie to you. From the, the gifs of burning trash cans to Frank Vogel, to you, you name it. If they lose tonight, it will be one of those, honey, I'm coming to bed late tonight. I'm just going to sit on the couch and scroll on Twitter. I just am. You know, it basically essentially locks in the Pelicans as the ninth seed. That's that's a fun way to start your weekend, that is for sure. <laughs> for sure. Who do you like in the Final Four, man? You know, I could not tell you. I, I can't really see myself rooting for Duke just because it's Duke, so I'm not going for them. And, you know, I watch so much NBA. I just touch this until after the college basketball season is over and when we're looking at draft prospects. But definitely not Duke. Okay. Villanova in Kansas. The Jayhawks a four-point favorite. Duke's a four-point favorite over UNC. 749, that tip-off. 509, the early tip-off. Mr. Jake Madison locked on Pels at Nola Jake's. The way to follow on Twitter. Thank you as always, man. Enjoy the weekend. Of course. Thanks for having me on, Gus. Larry Holder is up next. We'll chat with him when we come back to your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN, New Orleans. Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance, but what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously, great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in Cutoff. Terrebonne General Health System Community Sports Institute is recognized for outstanding service and contributions to Terrebonne Parish. We provide a certified athletic trainer to every Terrebonne Parish high school. We also provide concussion baseline testing to over 1,400 student-athletes annually, along with CPR and AED certification to over 500 area coaches at both the schools and the recreation departments. We are proud to be your trusted resource in keeping our community safe. Visit TGHealthSystem.com. You're the one who protects the flock, and that requires an eye for detail. Because when safety and well-being are on the line, it's the details that can save lives. Even when no one else is watching, you see everything. Granger gets you, and we're here for you. And all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions. Plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get in the zone. Oh.
AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Uh, dashboard light problems? We can help. Our free fix finder service can read your check engine light, ABS light, and service indicator light, and give you possible solutions, verified by licensed technicians. You'll even get detailed results sent straight to your email so you have them when you need it most. It's the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes. The free fix finder service, only at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. More details at AutoZone.com. Batman's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wood. His legend lives on. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003 be the number to call in later on during the show. Mr. Larry Holder of The Athletic joins us here to talk a little football. And I'm talking about football. Larry, are you watching the World Cup draw? No. I'm watching the Miami Open, baby. Come on. Miami (laughs) Open. All right. Channel. I was go. just making sure. Apparently, uh, it's out here. Um, Kenny Farrell will uh, be calling us here in about 15 minutes as the rest of the draw fills out Group B for the U.S. England, USA, Iran, and it looks like the winner of one of the play-in games is also going to be in that group as well. Wait, wait they have Wh- a play-in game? The, this is the, like the NCAA tournament, yes. a play-in game? Yes. Match, <laughs> a play-in match. Yes, the, there's a play-in game for them as well. So um, I, I had to bring that up, Larry, because one of our most legendary moments on the sports hangover happened um, back in the day on uh, 3rd and Magazine, sir, and on 3rd Street, not 3rd and Magazine, 3rd Street, was Parlay's. And, um, parasols, dude. parasols, sorry, parasols, Jesus, oh, and uh, I knew it started with the P, um, yeah, it was what an 8 a.m. match, and we were we went on the air at 10 at that time, and we actually saw, um, the U.S. and in score a goal there at the end and have one of our, our best moments ever. You remember that, huh? Oh, I, I certainly remember that uh, so much. So let's see. Well, this is back when when Jeff Carreras, our good buddy uh, at Tracy's, he was at Parasol still. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I forget what time the match even started. I think it was I mean, eight a.m. Yes, I'm saying right. Yeah, it was right there at the it end. It might have been eight a.m. And then, but we were on the air because we were coming on. We were doing our show from what ten to noon. Yeah, at ten that to noon. Point. Yeah. And then I remember. Uh, the U.S. scored. We were live. The U.S. Mm-hmm. ended up scoring, and uh, I remember belittling some grown man crying. Um, I, I remember that vividly. Uh, just, just saying, he is crying. Everyone was so happy, but I did, I did berate him for for, uh, for crying. And then I also remember uh, one one lady who was from England saying yes. that um, she was going if if England scored, she would show us what her bum. Her bloody bum. Or her bloody like bum. That. That's, yes, yes. That's, I recall that as well. Yes, yes, and uh, that actually did happen. <laughs> so, it, it did happen. True, all of this did happen. Yes, <sighs> live. It, it really, honestly, was to be honest with you. I mean, it was, but that's I, I guess that kind of happens, right? When you uh, start your show that that um that early in the morning at a bar, so I mean, that's kind of what happens. But Larry. Look, I, I kind of feel like a lot of Saints fans have been spending times at a bar or want to go to a bar, drown their sorrows, not happy with what they're doing in free agency, not happy Tyron Matthew hasn't been signed, watching all these other teams do everything. 
I'm actually, get this, I've been preaching patience. I've been like, I get it. I'm like, it's understandable. And then DA, Dennis Allen, this week says, look, augment through free agency, build your team through the draft. I think this team is telling you what they're doing by not doing as much, I think, as Saints fans want, huh? Well, that's been their method for forever. I just think people see that this team, uh, through the last couple of years, just are losing players and basically not getting the same caliber of player back to replace Mm -hmm. them. I mean, uh, you're losing uh, Trey Hendrickson, and and, uh, you, you don't have the same caliber of player, even though Cam Jordan still played well. Uh, and then Marcus Davenport, when he was healthy, played well. Like Peyton Turner didn't pan out, but you're seeing Hendrickson do well. And then now you're losing Marcus Williams and Malcolm Jenkins and Teron Armstead. And uh, you haven't uh, sufficiently filled wide receiver, even though there might be some players out there. And then you've got notable names out there, uh, specifically Matthew. I mean, I know everyone's on, on, on Matthew. I mean, mm-hmm. and I, I get it. I, I totally understand that. Uh, but I think it, it more comes to that they see that the team is kind of taking maybe a dip in some spots. And but like Gus, like you say, the Saints and you and me have seen it for years and years. The Saints, uh, when they've been really good, they haven't been giant spenders. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to remember the, the last time they were a giant spender. They paid Jarvis Bird, and that didn't pan out. No, uh, you know they uh, they spent big money on. Ben Grubbs back in uh, you know 2012, but that's because they didn't want to spend even bigger money on Carl Nix. Uh, you know, so it's uh, uh, I do think though that it, it's part of the the anxiety that they, they see the Saints. They're not almost almost like they're they're not keeping up with some of the league's moves because the league has been even I mean even at quarterback. I mean they get James Winston back and they have to spend a ton of money on him, but it's not this gigantic splash thing. And I think people. Are, are a little anxious just because I think they see that the Saints, even admittedly, Gus, even Mickey Loomis saying, "Look, at some point we're going to not kick the can down the down the uh, you know right. down the line as much as they used to." And I think part of that is we're seeing that right now uh, coming to fruition as well. Not just look at it, speak with Larry Holder, the Athletic, uh, 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 like this. You just kind of know where you are, right? Just kind of know where you are. They're, they're not a you know Devonte Adams away from a. Super Bowl, they're not a key pass rusher or Wagner signing. I just, I don't think they're there, right? I mean, you gotta, there's so many unknowns and I've been saying a lot this week. There's a comma to the unknowns of the players. Like who's, Larry, you've gone, you can probably go down the list, right? Who's your left tackle? Is Michael Thomas going to be healthy? Who's the number two receiver? Who comes in at running back if Kamara suspended or probably still need another running back there? How is Jameis Winston for a full season? Who's your starting strong and free safeties? You know, all those different things. I I get that. And then I'm going to go comma. I've never seen P. Carmichael be an offensive coordinator for a full year. I don't know how Dennis Allen's going to handle everybody. We, we got co-coordinators. You know, so I, I think just figure out who you are this year, and I'm okay with let's see if the draft works. They've done pretty good um, with Jeff Ireland and in that department of, of finding players. I mean, you, you found a guy in Paulson Adiba that hadn't played in a year, and he's now your number two starter. I think Peyton Turner healthy's not bad. You found Pete Werner. I'm not saying that you hit on all of them, but – I'm okay with this because I just think you, you're where you are is not a Super Bowl contender right now. And that's okay. Get there, if that makes sense. Well, I think last year, if Jameis is healthy, they're a playoff team. Agree. They're a playoff team this year. I mean, Agree. 
you get to the playoffs and then figure it out. I mean, look, San Francisco, uh, they weren't, they didn't win the division, and they almost got to the Super Bowl last year. And it's not like their team was uh, had studs everywhere. I mean, they had good players, but they didn't have studs everywhere, and they didn't have a studded quarterback. I mean, so, uh, you know, and, uh, look, think about it. The Rams, uh, they could have got beat by Tampa, and the Saints have right. beaten Tampa twice. And, you know, like, you just get to the playoffs, and then you see what happens. And so, I think that's, I think the Saints are there right now regardless of all the moves that have happened, and this is before the draft, and maybe they make, uh, you know, uh, add a, another veteran here or there. And so, I, look, I think they're there. I, you know, I, I just think it's there's so many more unknowns than we're accustomed to, and it's I think it's bothersome, uh, and I, I get it. it. It's You know, you're anxious. You're used to four uh, years in a row winning the division, and then you're a contender for the Super Bowl, and you don't get there, and now you see a step back. But what if Jameis plays well, and what if this offense drives, and Michael Thomas is back to being somewhere close to Michael Thomas, and the offensive line is serviceable, and then, uh, you know, your defense can play well. Like, you're not that – I. I think that people are, are not giving the Saints as much credit maybe as they deserve. Uh, and, and so I think it's, they have holes. Yeah. Uh, we don't know if they're all going to be sufficiently fixed. Uh, but I do think that they are – you look at the the NFC, I think they are a playoff team right now. Uh, now is that the three, four, five, six, seven? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, but they, to me, are a playoff team. And even if you look at the hierarchy at quarterback, I mean, how much, how far down the list would you actually put Jameis Winston in the hierarchy of NFC quarterbacks? I mean, probably no lower than like seven, right? And that's to me, and and we and that's just on unknown. I mean, you look at everywhere else. So I think that the the Saints are in. Uh, they're a good enough team to be a playoff team, and then you figure it, and then you just go from there. But yeah, I, I do think, uh, just, yeah, I think that's a that's a fair assessment. Yeah, look, Dan Graziano this morning on ESPN went through the AFC and NFC, and he goes to the NFC because he was talking about Bruce Arians stepping down or, you know, retiring and where they are, which I do find interesting that Todd, you know, Bowles is the greatest thing to happen to Tampa, and it's going to make them stronger. It's literally the same situation as Dennis Allen didn't have a lot of wins as a head coach. They're doing code coordinators, but all the bucks are ready to go. Dennis Allen, I don't know if he's going to make it. I mean, I do find the national media finding done with that, but Graziano said, he sees them at least as the fifth best team, uh, worst team in the NFC. Like he, the Saints were fifth in his mind, and I'm like, exactly. I mean, I just in the NFC, if some of these guys can hit, if some of these things don't happen, like COVID shutdowns or losing your starting center, the opening drive of the game, or you know having your quarterback blow out his knee, and, and Michael Thomas is something decent, much less what he was. I I don't see why you can't at least compete in the games, even though Roy who's a super Miami Dolphin fan, just text me. Y'all are the new Lions. I mean, seriously. Really? The Lions. The fifth worst team in the NFC. That's what uh, Graziano's called the Saints. Uh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't buy that. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I, I sure hope you put it. No, fifth best. Carolina fifth best. Fifth them. best. No, no, no. Fifth best. Oh, fifth best. Fast. Fifth best. Okay. Yes. Well, then that makes sense. To me, that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I was about to say, come on. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I think that, that makes sense to me. Uh, yeah, no, he has he has like the Rams, the Bucks, and the Packers. One, two, three. He put Dallas up there, and he's like, I could see you know the Saints being there with five if Winston plays well. I mean, that's that's what he yeah, said. Saints, like forty nine. Well, yeah, the forty nine Look, the forty ers are even a question just because who's going to play quarterback? I mean, right. you know, Jimmy G's hurt. Are they going to stick with him? Would Trey Lance have some growing pains? Uh, you know, I think a team 
that maybe you got to keep an eye on. I think Minnesota might make a jump into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I think that they, they could be a team that could, uh, you know, one of those teams that missed to get in. Saints could be that way too. Uh, you know, and so I, I think that uh, that that is fair to me. I think the Saints. You put them five, six, seven, and look. You talk about kind of the fanfare with uh, Todd Bowles. Uh, look, I think he's a very good coach. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But yeah, people fawn on them because Tom Brady's back. No one's fawning over them if he's not back. I mean, that shows you just uh, a quarterback away, especially mm-hmm. in the NFC. Uh, they still got a bunch of pieces. Now, look, they lost two important pieces. They lost both guards. Uh, so I think life might be a little bit more uncomfortable for Tom Brady than maybe uh, he's accustomed to up the gut. So I think that's something you got to watch. But, no, I think that's fair. Like, fifth, sixth, seventh, if you're there, you get in, and then you figure it out. So I think that is a fair spot to put the Saints, uh, even with the question marks. I mean, look, every team's got question marks now. Yeah. Who is yeah. Aaron Rodgers throwing the football to? I agree. Uh, top two receivers are gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Tom Brady's coming back, but Chris Godwin, he's got to come back from injury. Uh, you know, like I said, I just mentioned the offensive line. Uh, you know, Dallas, they still are, they get in and, you know, one and done. You know, how good are they? Uh, and then you, you, you look at some of the other teams in the league, the Rams. I mean, they, like I said, they were, uh, they almost got bounced, uh, you know, in, in the divisional round. So I think it's, it's more wide open uh, in, in the NFC than I think people uh, give it, uh, give it creep to. And I wouldn't say you and I are exactly Saints homers, are we? <laughs> so, <laughs> I have never been accused of that in my life, and it's actually funny when I am. It, I think that's hilarious. That is very true, and uh, I feel horrible that I did not be able. I could. I, I was looking the entire time you were talking. I was paying attention, but I. I have a new laptop that I got in the last four months, and apparently it's I don't want to know what you're here. looking at on your laptop. No, I was trying to find the bite. The graph is upset at me. He's like, "Where is it?" I'm like, "I'm trying to find it." I'm emailing Cardosi. I'm, I was trying to get it in our segment. I will have it though the next time I have you on. I promise. Oh, you got to. Well, yeah, I, I know we have it. In, in, oh. I have it in my email somewhere. You've got to have it. it it's got no, to I have it. I, I, it's somewhere yeah. in one of these files and folders. It's just hard to do on talking. Um, but I, I will have that next time. And I don't know what the time difference is. Coach Kenny Farrell is going to give us a buzz here, what the time difference may be. We may be able to um, do a, a special sports hangover at, at 8 a.m. from a, uh, a friendly neighborhood facility near you. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That would I don't man, that was a long time ago. I mean, we're a little we're a little older. Our livers are a little uh, more frail. I would uh, I would assume. Or you would say we're more seasoned. Well, I'd say we're more frail, my friend. <laughs> I got a lot more gray hairs. I got a lot more gray hairs I do now than I did back that, then. That that is true. Well, I'm sure Jeff will accommodate. Uh, thank you, sir. Appreciate the time today. <laughs> All right, Goosey, bud. Yeah, for sure. At Larry Holder. So way to follow over on Twitter. Quick break. Let's see if we can get Kenny Farrell on. The group has been drawn, so we will see what that means. And uh, we'll take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. Support Tangover on ESPN New Orleans. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Attention past and present industrial plant workers in Louisiana. If you worked in a petrochemical plant, a refinery, or other industrial plant, your children may be entitled to compensation. 
Birth defects have been linked to toxic chemicals and solvents used in the petrochemical and other industrial plants located between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. So if you were working in an industrial plant where toxic chemicals and solvents were present and your child was born with a brain or spinal cord disorder, skeletal, organ, or limb deformities, a heart condition, cerebral palsy, genetic damage, or other problems, they could be entitled to compensation. Call the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman at 1-833-99-TOXIC. If you are a current or former petrochemical or other plant worker and your child is suffering from birth defects, call 1-833-998-6942 today. Contact the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman to evaluate whether your child is entitled to compensation. Call 1-833-99-TOXIC now. Responsible attorney Philip C. Hoffman, New Orleans, Louisiana. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it's wedding, festival, Mardi Gras, rodeo, or concert, Joseph the Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases. Joseph the Contractors can supply multi-stall restroom, air-conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning a luxury event? Check out their new black tie luxury restroom and shower trailers. Visit Joseph at Biscom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Bouchon, and Abbeville. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's Shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's Shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Six miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Hold of Kenny Farrell here in a quick sec. He's watching the draw, and I'm texting him back at four, seeing if he can jump on. England, USA, Iran. And it'll be also the winner of uh, essentially yes, a play into playoff situation for the fourth team. And England is B1, Iran B2, the US B3, TBD B4. And it's Wales, Scotland, Ukraine. It'll be one of those three teams apparently that will be in the Group B, group B bracket as well. So we'll see as the rest of the draw continues to go on and how that benefits or doesn't the U.S. here as well. I know coach was saying in the past he didn't want it to ever be the group of death. Where is that group of death and where are uh, different aspects of it? So Wales, Ukraine, Scotland, the U.S., Iran and England, and obviously no dates and times have yet to be determined, but we at least kind of know where you're going to be starting as the tournament gets going. 800-998-1003, if you'd like to chime into the conversation here as well, as um, the Lakers take on the Pels tonight, Lakers not the favorite right now. As the Pels are a two-point favorite. So looking forward to that. Again, going to have some team coverage today. As i got to step aside here at the top of the hour. Daniel Salerson will have you. And coming up with him, 
Uh, Jim Eichenhofer will join him at 115. You can have your phone calls at 130. Open segment. He wants to hear from you, Pels fans. What do you expect tonight? Our question of the day has to do with essentially what kind of game you think you're going to see today. Do you think it's going to be a Pels win, a Lakers win, the refs will be involved, or a nail-biter? Those are your four options in our opinion poll. And then uh, at 145, Trevor Lane's going to join him. He covers the Lakers. Casey Gisclero hosts from 2 to 3. Mike Triplett, 205. Talk the latest on the Saints. Marlon Fairwright, 215. Travis himself, Mr. Laker at 230. And Leo will chime in at 245. So that's coming up here on the show. Kenny, thanks for joining us here, sir. Coach of the Jesters, how are you? Yeah, hey, how are you? Good. So explain it to me. Um, England, USA, Iran, and then it's either going to be the winner of what, uh, Wales, Ukraine, or Scotland. Obviously, yeah. I see Ukraine, and I'm thinking right now that they're kind of busy at the moment there. And I'm not trying to be ugly uh-huh. or, or even funny here. Like, do they have a soccer team right now that can compete or play in a playing in game right now? Uh, yeah, it's very difficult to, uh, it's very difficult to, uh, know what would they, they would be able to produce. Ukraine has produced some good players over the years, but they've never been a powerhouse team. Um, they, they have produced one or two world class players in the past, but I don't think they're in that category now. And mm-hmm. obviously, the schedule has been delayed. Um, basically, I think Ukraine were meant to play Scotland, and the winner of that was meant to play Wales to be okay. in pot four. And uh, so they've got to figure that out, uh, that schedule out, and how that's going to get played out. But I think the top team in those three will be Wales, in my opinion. Um, but a very interesting group because you've got USA, Iran, you've got England in either Wales or Scotland, and you've got Ukraine in there. It's the most interesting group you could think of putting together. But it's going to be some great games for sure. And England, USA uh, is the day after Thanksgiving. So everybody's going to be off that day and hopefully glued to a fantastic World Cup um, finals game. So already know that the U.S. is going to be playing England the day after Thanksgiving? Yeah, I think it's I think it's scheduled for November 25th. I think it's the second game of the group. As far as I understand, the first game is on the 21st, the second is on the 25th, and then the third game of the group I think is on the 20, 29th. Oh wow! So, but the second game will be England USA. Yep, which yep. Is there it is. The England USA. Yep. Friday, November 25th. Everybody's off. I mean, what a what a buy-in! <laughs> yeah, everybody's look at that game on that no. day. Of course, they'll be competing with football. <laughs> right. Well, but, let, me, uh, let me ask you something yeah, real quick, though, because I don't know what's the time difference here. Mm-hmm. I know the last time the USA and England had a, a match mm-hmm. of notes when the U.S. got a score late to you know to make it uh, a tie mm-hmm. there. It, it was you know eight, yeah, I, ten o'clock in the morning here in New Orleans. What what kind of timing difference is it yeah, going to be? My, I honestly don't know. No, neither do I. So the, I, I actually think it's I, I'm at, at a at a guess. I would say we're about twelve hours away, and it's prior to us. So central, you know, central Europe would be seven eight hours. Um, you keep moving across. I, I, we'd have to look it up, but um, right. it won't be a regular time for a game, just put it that way. It's going to be either, to some people, very late in the night or some people very early in the morning. But uh, but we've done it before, and we've had uh, we've had places packed and bars packed and restaurants packed and people up in the morning, and get, you know, in, the, in their pajamas watching these games before. So I don't think that's going to okay. be too I much just, of a problem. I just, I just need to, to know, you know, we got eight months, but 
I just know mm-hmm. when I go to my wife and be like, honey, it's 1 a.m. I know, but we're, I'm meeting Kenny at a bar for a soccer game. I mean, I'm just like, you know what I'm saying? I need a, I need proof. I'm, I'm going to need like, you know, the schedule to be, yeah. I get it to be interesting. I guess because some place is going to have to either stay open or open up early for that. Um, so we'll see that. Yeah. All right. So obviously England, you mentioned that. What about Iran? What kind of team are they? Well, they're a third level team. Um, I think we played them in the World Cup about three World Cups ago, and we tied them. It was a very boring game, I think it was. But um, we should be better than them, you know. Um, we should. To be fair, I don't think it's a bad group for us. I, I, I think that you know Wales, Scotland, the Ukraine are very winnable for the USA. Right. I think the Iran game is very winnable, and then you've got USA, England. I mean, England should dominate that game, I'm sure. But we do have a reputation of doing well against England when we play them, so. Mm-hmm. So I think this is actually a decent a decent um, bracket for the USA to get out of, really. And um, I would be if I were, you know if I was in the team right now, a part of that um, group, I would be quite happy with the draw the way it is right now. I really would. I think they don't need to be scared of these teams; they just need to be well prepared to play them, you know. And um, and I think I think we did well. We, we stayed away from some other teams that were in part two that could have been you know very difficult. Germany, uh, other, other teams that that are really. Um, you know, made it difficult for us to get in the second spot or the first spot. But if we can get one or two, we're going through one or two out of four, and we're going through to the uh, playoff rounds. I was going to ask you: is that is that your goal to get to the playoff round? Yeah, it is. Yeah, because uh, anything can happen on a given day, and uh, you have a good day. You just think about it. You get to the first round, which is sixteen. Mm-hmm. You get a decent draw against somebody that got through. Um, you pull it off, you're in the quarterfinals of the World Cup. You win four games, you're in the quarterfinals of the World Cup. So, you know, you can take it on from there. It'd be great for the nation. It's going to be great for soccer in the USA, especially with the World Cup coming in four years. I'm just extremely excited about the next period. Um, this World Cup coming up and then going forward beyond that. I All right, they they have uh, they have tweeted it. November 21st, the U.S. will take on the winner of Ukraine, Scotland, Wales. The 25th yeah. is England in the USA. And then Iran yeah. in the USA is November 29th. So the 21st, the 25th, and the 29th are your three games that you know you're playing. Yeah, well, can you imagine? Can you imagine on the 29th, USA, Iran, and you have to win or to, to make it to the playoffs? I mean, all these games are going to be, are going to be, um, you know, very exciting to watch. Well, all right, Coach. We've been uh, talking to you, man, for the last couple of years, uh, hoping that we got in, but we didn't get in. And then we had to wait five years. We did. We, <laughs> I don't know if I'd say by the skin of our teeth, but it, we got in. That's kind of how you look at it. Now you know uh, the dates, November 21st, the 25th, and the 29th. So now you know. Yeah, and I think that the next the next thing we look for is, is the preparation of friendly games, whether you call them friendlies or exhibition games. Sure. Prepare for you know, these type of teams that we're playing against. So let's see how that schedule comes out over the summer and what the preparation is like and who's injured and who's playing well. I mean, it's important for us to have yep. a very healthy squad and prepare correctly for this. All right, sounds good. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend, sir. Take care. Bye. Yep, for sure. All right, that does it for me. Daniel Salerson will take on over from the Pelicans facility. Casey just clear from 2 to 3. Coming up, first segment, you'll hear from Andy Dalton. He spoke yesterday with reporters about being – Saints backup quarterback Jim Eichenhofer will join him at 1.30. Pels fans, help him out. What do you expect to see tonight in the Lakers-Pelicans game? Trevor Lane covers L.A. at 1.45. Mike Triplett will speak with Casey about the latest Saints moves in the NFL. Marlon Favorite at 2.15. Travis, Mr. Laker himself at 2.30. Is he nervous? Is he excited about tonight? 
and then Leo Haggerty at 245. That sets up your show. I will see you on Monday. But coming up next, Daniel has hour two of the sports hangover in your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN in New Orleans. Home Health Services.